Hello and welcome to Pick Up Your Bible with Cynthia Pavamani. Today, Cynthia continues the series on the seven spiritual blessings one receives when they become a child of God. Today, we'll hear about the third blessing, our glorious hope. As you're listening today, you probably have many different things you hope will happen for the rest of the year. Today, Cynthia explains why that is very different from the hope that is talked about in Romans. Let's listen in. Today, we will discuss glorious hope. Hope is such an interesting and important characteristic of the Christian life. So much of the richness of our Christian lives is tied to hope, the hope of the glory of God. In hope, we can understand the purpose of our past and present struggles and accomplishments. The Bible says that he has set purpose to every one of our days, even before the first came to be. God's purpose for those whom he foreknew is to be conformed to the image of Christ. This means that anything and everything that we have or will ever encounter in our lives has the preset purpose of leading us closer to God and creating in us his character. Nothing is meaningless, not your cancer, not your broken marriage, not your wandering child, not your struggles with sin, not that car accident, not your dysfunctional home, not the death of your loved one. No, not anything. Everything is meaningful, purposeful, intentional, and necessary for your Christian life. Hope also gives meaning to our future. Our hope does not put us to shame. Our hope as followers of Christ is not in the world we see, but in the things not seen. One day, the things of earth will pass away, and we will be with him in eternity. He will wipe away every tear from our eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more for the former things have passed away. This is the glorious hope we have in Christ. And we're back with Cynthia. Uh, Cynthia, we have been just jetting through these episodes here of uh, the seven blessings uh, from God. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you feel so far, uh, you know, as you've been writing this what what has opened up for you as you've been writing these um, articles or these blog posts about the seven blessings? We're going to talk about glorious hope today, as you just heard. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, blogging, I've realized, is very different than um, than when you get on a podcast because mm. you you have the opportunity to explain yourself in discussion a bit more. Yeah. And I've also come to realize that, um, that there's the audience seems more tangible on a podcast. Ah, Interesting. I feel more accountable uh, to what I write and um, I feel the need to, um, to be more responsible in my thought and in and in my writing. So it's been a really neat experience for me in that it takes me deeper, even deeper into what I'm writing and Mm. what I'm learning. And so 
so this has been a great experience for me. And I hope that as people listen to the podcast and read the blog, that they get a better sense of uh, what I'm saying and feel free to shoot questions our, our way, right? So that Absolutely. we can uh, defend our, our thoughts and our, and evaluate at the same time. So. Exactly. You know, it's, it's interesting because um, a lot of the questions I ask you are just questions that I'm coming up with because what, what you're writing impacts me so much. Cause I'm like, well, I, I need to know this because you know, so some of the tough questions I ask are because these are the tough questions I've asked my entire life, right? In, in some ways, I obviously believe the Bible. I obviously believe God and all those things. But there are, even as a Christian, there are these questions that nag at me, right? And sometimes I'm take, trying to take the position of like, well, if I didn't know anything, if I didn't believe anything, um, how would I feel about hearing something like this, right? And I think... Right. We're going to go a little bit into hope today, glorious hope. Um, so, you know, it's an interesting concept to think about hope. What's the biggest difference between the hope that you as a Christian feel as opposed to those of other faith traditions? Um, the difference is that hope in Christ is not earned by the follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. It is a gift from God. A spiritual blessing, right? Like yeah. Paul says in Romans. In every other religion that I'm aware of, there is an earning on behalf of the person. Mm-hmm. He or she must work their way to a right standing with their God. You know, we've heard of concepts like karma in mm-hmm. Hinduism or the five pillars of the Islamic faith mm-hmm. or the four noble truths of Buddhism. You know, these are all... Um, like reward systems that require the follower to earn points, right? That will then count toward any hope they can hold for a better future or eternity, right? It is something that may or may not happen according to their ability to hold up their end of the bargain, right? Yeah. Christian hope is unique in that it's an assurance that is fulfilled by God's word. There is nothing the Christian can do or needs to do to earn it. And there is nothing the Christian can do to lose it. So right. it's very, it's very different in its quality and in its fulfillment. So, you know, the obvious question for me, when I hear somebody say, okay, hope, right? So, you know, let's get down to brass tacks a little bit. Let's, let's just kind of define it. To clarify, you're talking about hope. And this is not in the sense, you know, Someone listening might be saying, man, I hope I get an A on the exam, right? Or uh, I hope I find that handsome guy to marry, right? We're not talking about that hope. Um, No, I'm not (laughs) referring to this kind of hope. (laughs) However, the hope we have in God is Mm -hmm. inclusive of our earthly desires and needs, you know, in the sense we hope for things like an A on the test or that Mm -hmm. good looking Mm -hmm. guy thinking that these things are what's best for us, Mm -hmm. right? This is our earthly concept of this is what will serve me well. Right. But the things we need to do good in life, you know, are, are defined differently. And in God, we can have the assurance that God will give us exactly what we need to help us grow and become more like Christ, which is the definition of best, right? 
Right. So, right. so in essence, we can count on the good in all things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't say, um, I wouldn't say I'm not talking about that hope okay. in because I feel like it's inclusive for God. Uh, all of our earthly uh, lives count toward uh, toward the ultimate goal of us becoming more like Christ. And all these things count, you know, the score right. you get on your test, the person you marry, that job you work in, um, it, your daily life, it all it all points to that goal. So he is working even in those things. Right. So just so I understand, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when you say glorious hope or when Paul says glorious hope, what are we talking about? Um, we are talking about the hope we have because we are saved in Christ. Mm, okay. Right? Through our salvation in Christ, God has, uh, we, we, as we profess and confess our faith, we are automatically, almost at that instant, blessed with certain things. Because mm-hmm. now we are God's, you know, mm-hmm. now that you are his child, you inherit. Just to clarify, you're saying God's in the God apostrophe S, possessive sense. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Now that you are um, a child of God, mm-hmm. um, you you are heir to these blessings. Yeah. Right. And and hope is is that assurance that you don't lose that spot you don't Uh, don't lose um that uh, that position you have in christ now right where he is looking out for you your eternity is secure in him you won't lose your salvation that anything and everything that happens in your life Mm -hmm. counts toward his purpose and your good wow okay Um, that's what i'm talking about well, okay, that's that explains it very well. Thank you. Um, you know, talking about purpose, uh, here, here's what you say, and this this is definitely. I think some people listening will go, "Whoa, okay, let's let's talk about this." Uh, this paragraph. This means ev- anything and everything that we have encountered or will ever encounter in our lives. Like you, you kind of mentioned the A on the exam, right? Um, has a preset purpose of leading us closer to God. And creating in us his character. Okay. And this is the hard part. Nothing is meaningless. Not your cancer. Not your broken marriage. Not your wandering child. Not your struggles with sin. Not your car accident. Not your dysfunctional home. Not the death of your loved one. Not anything. Everything is meaningful, purposeful, intentional, and necessary for your Christian life. Uh, It's a very bold statement to say that there's purpose to cancer. How can you be so bold? Um, it comes with boldness because I'm not the one who's saying it, Mm. you know, I, and I'm not saying, I'm definitely not saying it flippantly, you know, I am simply repeating scripture, you know, God says it. And so you can count on it being the truth, right? Mm. In Romans eight, uh, the scripture says that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Wow. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Mm. This means that 
anything that happens in our lives, all things he says, right, Mm -hmm. has the predestined purpose of making us more like Christ. Yeah. Right. We we discuss we discussed on an earlier episode how death is not the ultimate moment for a Christian. Right. Yes. It is his word that promises that whether your fight with cancer ends in death or in a miraculous healing, it is working for your good according to this purpose. So I I realize that it takes an immense amount of trust to believe or even consider statements like this. Uh, when you're going through something really tough, I get it. I know it. But God has always been faithful to his word. And this this is encouragement for us. Mm-hmm. This boldness that we can repeat scripture and this is truth. You know, he has never promised something that has not come to pass. We can boldly count on that truth of his word and if he says it you know if he says he will work it for your good he will yeah Um, that's that's incredible sorry go ahead no i I was just saying you know that's the that's the boldness that not just i can repeat scripture with all of us who are walking through just some of the most trying seasons in our lives you know we get to say this with boldness because it's the truth yeah Wow. And, and, you know, it, it's, it's just sounds so different from you know a lot of us. Um, and I'm not just saying America, but just around the world, you know, when we encounter our struggle or suffering, um, all we want is for it to be removed, right? Like we just want that to end right then. And uh, I think we are, um, we, you know, we're conditioned to think that way, but, I, but I think you're saying, uh, it's okay to want that, but also to know that God has purpose behind what you're going through in that moment. Right. Yeah. Right. That's 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 incredible, and it's a lot to lot lot to think about. Now, I mean, obviously, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Could it, could a non Christian say the same thing? Well, hope and suffering is truly uniquely a Christian perspective. Right. Mm. Like like you were saying, most people are on this endless pursuit to avoid and end suffering. Right. You know, people dedicate their lives to, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to feel pain. I don't want to be sick. Um, the, these are great fears in people's lives. Yeah. And and they're they're trying to avoid it at all costs, right? But this mm-hmm. is not a Christian view. And not that we seek out suffering as Christians or God right. forbid inflicted upon ourselves. Right. But but Jesus reminds us that in this world we will have suffering. It is a matter of fact, right? Mm-hmm. But take heart, he says, he has overcome this world. Our suffering uh, in Christ produces perseverance. Mm-hmm. Our perseverance produces character and our character produces hope. This is what the Bible says, right? Yeah. So in our suffering, we become like Christ who overcame the world. Um, in suffering, it's possible for anyone to get to this stage um, of character, right? There mm-hmm. could be some kind of character building, uh, but the leap from character to hope in that flow chart, yeah. that's, that's a divine action, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's, I would say is unique to the hope in Christ. Wow. That's so, so if, if there's a non-Christian listening to this and they go like, what, <laughs> you know, that, that this, this whole purpose and, and hope thing, I mean, you're, you're saying that you find that in Jesus. I mean, literally, this is how you 
get to that. It's that divine part of it. Yeah. Um, and you also say our hope does not put us to shame. What do you mean when you say that? You know, like we were discussing, no, no person, no man can assure that the things he hopes for will come to pass, right? Right. This is the very reason it remains a hope. Mm -hmm. Right. I hope this will happen. I hope I can attain this. I hope there's there is that unknown about it. Right. Right. But the Christian hope is an assurance of the things that we have not yet seen because it's been seen and declared by God. Right. Mm. It has happened already. We've just not seen it. Right. 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 Um, so hope in Christ can never be disappointed or ashamed because as he promises, so it shall come to pass. So that's what I mean when I say, if God said you can count on it, you can count on it. It's not like you're going to get to the end and be like, whoop, he didn't. Right. Um, he didn't do it. That's never been in history and present day, whatever God has said. And this is the experience of a Christian's life. You mm-hmm. can, when you speak with Chris, to Christian people, you see this in action in their life, how right. God is, is walking them day to day and the hope and the, and the assurance and that joy that they have in uh, walking through things with Christ. You see mm-hmm. it present day. It's not just something you look forward to in the future. You see it even in the midst of their suffering. Um, so that's what I mean when I say um, when I say that uh, there's no shame in it. Yeah, and uh, that's obviously that takes me to this question, which uh, you know, this is where I sort of kind of poke at you a little bit, <laughs> trying to you know, because I want to know how this is tangible for you, like in your life. You know, tell us about a moment in your life when you absolutely had to hang on to this. Um, yeah. So when I, I'll I'll bring up a situation in my life where I had to deal with death when I was mm-hmm. very young, right? Okay. When I when I was a very young Christian, my cousin, who had just accepted Christ as his savior, died in a bike accident. Mm-hmm. You know, he had been drinking and it cost him his life. And I, I struggled for a long time uh, with this, you know, being a new Christian and not knowing the word of God. I didn't have a good understanding of what this meant for him. You know, I was terrified that God was disappointed in, in him for reverting back to his, you know, sinful ways. And he would have, he lost his salvation. You know, that was my fear for the longest time. But as I got to know God more and learned about the truth behind salvation in Christ and the hope that we have, mm-hmm. I, I now have a very different uh, different hope. You know, yeah. our, our Christian hope is in the work of God. My cousin who died as soon as he was saved was in Christ by confession. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't live to see God's transformative work in his earthly life. Yeah. But God's word says his salvation was granted in Christ. And since he didn't earn it, he didn't lose it. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, that that's amazing that even in death we have hope. Because mm-hmm. we are his. That's for me, you know, this um I'll get to see my cousin again in heaven. Mm-hmm. No, 
you know, no yeah. matter what he did because he was God's. And that's, um, that's the kind of hope I'm talking about. No, absolutely. I remember when my uh, grandfather died and I, and I just remember this sort of um, moment, you know, he went to the hospital on the last day and then he came home and it was starting to get pretty clear that there wasn't much time left. And uh, when he came back home, when we brought him back home, he start, he kept saying, I want to go home or I'm ready to go home. I want to go home. And I remember us going, um, you know, Apacha, or which means grandfather in our language, you know, you're home, right. <laughs> you know, you're home. And uh, we didn't grasp it until he passed away in like the next two, three hours that, you know, what he actually meant was, I want to go home. Like that was his hope, right? I mean, that's, uh, and home, like as in the real home, you know, uh, with God. So, so I, you know, it, it, I think I got to see it at the end of someone's life in the sense of having lived a long life and see that. And I think you got to see something like that with someone taken away so soon uh, and what in some human circumstances would be considered very tragic, right. but to see that they also have that hope uh, as a Christian. Now, I have a question for you. What What is your message to the Christian that's listening to this and saying, I'm sorry, I just don't feel it or see it. Like, I am that person right now in the middle of uh, a broken marriage. You know, I'm the person that has to deal with tragedy. How can they find and hold on to this hope, hope with a capital H? Right. Well, the good news is that whether we see it or not, whether we feel it or not, whether we can understand it or not, doesn't change the fact that God will keep his word. Mm. So that's, uh, that's the good news, right? <laughs> when God promised Abraham and Sarah offspring, like as many as the stars in the sky or the sand, mm -hmm. Abraham didn't get it. You yeah. know, Sarah couldn't see it. You know, neither of them understood it one bit. Yeah. Yet that didn't stop God from fulfilling his promise. You know, and in a matter of time, they learn to trust in his word just because he said it, yeah. right? This is the beauty of the Christian hope, right? But I do encourage Christians to seek out the understanding behind these verses because it changes the way we live our lives, yeah. right? It changes our experience with suffering and how we live through it. You know, mm -hmm. we have the ultimate example in Christ who suffered the cross for the hope that lay beyond it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, pray and ask God to give you understanding of how his providence and sovereignty work in all things, you know. As a matter of fact, DeCruz, can we pray right now? Because because yeah. I know I go through seasons in my life. I've been through and continue to be in seasons in my life where this kind of hope is just hard to grasp onto, right? And yeah, in case there's anyone listening who could use a prayer right now, you know, let's just, this is the best way is ask God to yes. help you see, help you understand, right? So Yes, please feel free. Go ahead. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you that you are trustworthy. Thank you that you have given us the Bible that teaches us all about the wonderful things we have in your love, especially hope. Thank you that our hope 
doesn't have to be limited to what we can see, what we can feel or understand. Thank you that we don't have to conjure up the strength to believe in what your word says. We pray, God, that as we deal with things in our lives that seem to be too heavy for us, Lord, give us the strength to trust in your promise, to trust in your word, that you would work out the worst things in our lives for our good. Help us to experience your sovereignty in all things. Give us the strength we need to face the unbearable moments in our lives. Father, if there's anyone listening who doesn't know you, who doesn't have this kind of hope yet, Lord, I pray, Father, that you would open their eyes and their hearts to see, to know, to seek you, Lord. Help us all find you and experience you even in our darkest moments. We love you, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Cynthia. That's amazing. Uh, tell us what we have for next week. Ooh, this week I'm actually prepared for that question. <laughs> <laughs> next week we are talking about uh, Christian character. You know, building on this week, suffering in a Christian's life acts like a purification process, right? Mm -hmm. Separating within us the unwanted from the good. And what remains is this proven and tested uh, character uh, like that of Christ. And so that's what we're talking about next week. Super excited for it. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for all of you for who are listening to this week's episode and have been listening to our episodes. If you are joining us for the first time, you can stay up to date with us by subscribing to this podcast wherever you find your podcast. If it's Apple or Google or Spotify or Amazon, just go in there and hit the subscribe button so that you can get a notification when we release new episodes. Now, and if you'd like to ask Cynthia a question, you can always email her at Cynthia at pickupyourbible.com. Listeners, may you experience the joy and hope of God as you join us and pick up your Bible. Until next time, God bless you.